Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. I can take them to a place uh, personally that they can't get to themselves. Right back in this game. Big expectations. They got to buy into that, and it's not going to be comfortable at times. I pull and I root for the team because I know if the team's playing well, it makes the people in the city excited and happy. You know, we're in this thing to win. This game is over. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Plus. This is Malala Lucci. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I. ITEX.ca. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. weekend the Edmonton Oilers season is over lots to get to jam-packed edition of Oilers now brought to you by our title sponsor Digitex PCs copiers supplies printers laptops IT plotters software and now Digitex can manage your corporate cell phone plan saving your company money all your devices at digitex.ca yes a new maybe by the tragically hip to open up the show 
from a purely self-indulgent perspective, that might be my favorite uh, hip song of all time. Coming up on today's edition of Oilers Now, we got a whole lot of show and we got a whole lot of you. We'll momentarily jump into our uh, direct uh, workwear Oilers Now audio vault for product knowledge, compliancy, great pricing, and innovation. Directworkwear.com, an Edmonton-based company. We'll recap the game against Calgary, the last one. Leon Dreisaitl hitting the 50-goal plateau. We'll hear from uh, Ken Hitchcock, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, and then uh, today's availability with Keith Gretzky and Bob Nicholson. I will have one-on-ones coming up uh, after 1 o'clock today with the Oilers' second, third, and fourth leading scores this season. And we'll hear from Leon Dreisaitl, Darnell Nurse, as well as Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Here's how you get hold of us. You can reach us on our River Creek Resort Casino hotline. They have Big Sugar. April 12th, tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. You can text us at 630-630 on our Heartland Ford text line. Think all dealerships are the same. Think again. Experience buying a vehicle on your terms with no pressure at Heartland Ford. We're on Twitter. At Oilers Now, you can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoff, or tweet Brendan at Brendan Escott. Brendan, how was your weekend? I know it was a tough one for your crew. By the way, they were not called the crew when I was growing up as a kid uh, playing for the Strathcona Warriors. I don't remember the Sherwood Park Crusaders being called the crew uh, back then, but your crew were eliminated by a team that always seems to represent the North Division of the AJHL Championship this weekend. Yeah, you've got to give a lot of credit to the Saints and their their run recently, Bob. And they, uh, yeah, they lost the first two games and then they went four straight and won it in six. And now they're off to face the mighty Brooks Bandits All in right. the Interpipeline Cup. So two of the uh, AJHL teams that really like to spend money, uh, though I would say Spruce Grove's been less reliant on 20-year-olds over the years than uh, maybe uh, Brooks has. All right, let's get to it. This show's called Oilers Now. We'll talk a little about some junior stuff a little bit later on. We, we get into NHL today for elite promotional marketing. For the last time this season, we will have an audio recap of uh, the game uh, in Calgary. By the way, for all of the people out there that took the opportunity to reach out and say hi uh, down in Calgary, much appreciated. Uh, I know it's not lost on Jack nor myself, just uh, what a tremendous and passionate fan base the Oilers have. And speaking of Jack Michaels, here he is. Here we go with the Battle of Alberta and the final game of Edmonton's regular season. And Edmonton beating Leon at every opportunity. Drysaddle again. Shoots and scores! There's 50 from the right circle! And Leon Drysaddle is being mobbed as he becomes the first Oiler since 1988! score half a hundred off the draw tipped in by Jankowski a little knuckle puck set up toward the net by Hammond McDavid breathtaking rush down the right hand side and he's drawn a penalty as he plows into Mike Smith at they're looking. Bay, and they're looking at McDavid now Mike Smith is calling for the trainer to come out McDavid flies in and it's somewhere around the left kneecap that collides at pretty full speed with that goalpost. One-timer save, rebound, backhander score. Alex Chason, cleft bomb shot, dropped by Smith, and Chason there to flick it home for his 22nd goal of the year. Oh, he overplayed Leon Dreisaitl, trying to take him away as a shot option, and Nugent Hopkins with his second point of the game. Does he, is he at 70 points now? Jack with that? 69. 69, he's closing in. Two on one for the Oilers. Darnell Nurse in over the line. He'll shoot and score. Top right corner. Darnell Nurse with his 10th 
fifth of the year. A brilliant look off, and he makes it 3-1 Edmonton. The puck squirts free. It's Russell over to Dreisaitl, empty net. Ahead to Cassian at the horn, and time has run out on the season and on the game. The Edmonton Oilers will settle for a 3-1 victory in the Battle of Alberta and a split of their season series. All right, so uh, Edmonton gets the win. The uh, air went out of the building after the McDavid injury for both sides. I mean, uh, look, I'm a battle for Alberta, not a battle of Alberta guy. I, I know there's a lot of you in oil country that despise everything that comes out of Calgary. I'm not one of them. There might be other parts of the country that I'm not the biggest fan of, but I can live with Calgary, and there's nothing wrong with a healthy rivalry, and the order's got to get better. That's all there is to it. Um, but you could tell in that building there was genuine concern for Connor McDavid, and frankly, at this stage, it looks better than maybe it could be possibly envisioned immediately following it when you think of you know, a, a situation where some people thought, well, geez, that's the sort of injury that looks like a broken tibia, uh, you know, fibula, whatever. So far, so good. We'll just hold off for now. Here is Ken Hitchcock. He had this to say, a reaction on McDavid's injury. Uh, this was immediately following the game on Saturday night. You're going between anger and rage, and and uh, you're heartbroken for the guy. And um, So to get some good news right now, we can breathe for a few hours, but we... MRI tells you everything, so we'll get through. Hopefully, get through the MRI, but we're not out of the woods yet. Yeah. But it's a, it's a, a decent first step. It could have been a lot worse. All right, so we do have some more subsequent information, which we'll get to a little bit later on on today's show. So Edmonton uh, gets the uh, gets one very quickly. Uh, Brendan, uh, I know you've seen the highlight of the hits. Uh, for me. And I want to establish this. Mark Giordano should win the Norris Trophy. He had an unbelievable season for Calgary. Two years ago, he was involved in a knee-on-knee collision with Cam Fowler. Uh, he was involved in an incident with Miko Koivu this year. I do not think it was an intentional play by Giordano. I do think, given the context, 82nd game of the year, Flames already in the playoffs, it was a tad unnecessary, but I don't think it was dirty. I just think he's such a competitive guy, he couldn't help himself. And judging by the comments out of Calgary, he, I, I think that he'd probably like to have that play back. And I think the Oilers are really damn lucky that it looks like so far so good that, you know, again, um, swelling goes down, more information comes, but it hasn't looked terrible yet or the news hasn't been terrible yet very quickly Brendan your thoughts on the play yeah I, I don't see it as a dirty play I don't know what you expect a professional athlete to do in that situation when he is trained to you know, don't compete. allow the guy to get to the front of the net to Sim- compete exactly so uh but, but I, yeah but of course he, immediately you think Stamkos and what happened to him but he is back. a highly competitive player and there's been injuries before Brendan that's the thing with uh so uh, what uh, again? I think if the, the play happens again, I think he lets them go. Absolutely. All right, we got so much to get to. Let's start uh, yesterday. The Oilers made the players available. Uh, by the way, they did a very good job. They got eight or ten of the core players in and out available to the media that were there for two and a half hours or so. Here's Connor McDavid's reaction to his injury. I was just worried to stand up. I thought my leg was just gonna give away uh, if I'm being completely honest I thought my leg was in in two pieces um, when I was sitting on the ice but um, thankfully the bone's okay and um, you know thankfully I was able to get up and you know with a, a lot of help I was able to get off. Uh, McDavid was then asked are you going to change the way you play the game? 
They pay me $100 million to play my game. Um, part of my game is uh, is beating guys wide and going to the net. So, you know, Daryl's going to have to I'll have to get my money back if I stop doing that. So <laughs> I'm not doing that. Uh, McDavid then added some additional thoughts on the frustrating season that was for the Oilers. I mean, he had 116 points at the end of the year. By the way, the preseason stopper prediction, 117. Missed it by that much. Uh, I did not have Leon Dreisaitl scoring 50, by the way, just for the record. I had Nugent Hopkins at 28 goals. So Yeah, this year's frustrating. Um, you know, a lot's already been made about what I, what I said in Vegas, but... You know, I'd be a, I'd be a complete loser if I wasn't frustrated. So, um, you know, it's 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 frustrating personally. It's frustrating as a group. We want to be in the playoffs. We want to be competing, uh, you know, late in the season. But you know, that's not where we're at. So, um, you know, we got some stuff to figure out. Like I said, that's that's not rubbing anyone's nose and anything. That's just simply the facts. And you know, we uh, we're gonna get it right. You know, I know Bob is uh, is. You know, on a mission to 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 right the ship here, and and uh, confident he will. Uh, then McDavid addressed the elephant in the room. I think for a lot of Oilers fans out there, I know that uh, there's and it's a very small percentage of specifically Toronto based. There's one uh, ESPN New Jersey uh, Devils fanboys um, that's constantly taking shots at Edmonton and uh, about you know speculating on, oh, what does this mean and what does that mean? And it must mean he wants out. Um, here's Connor McDavid addressing those very rumors. Yeah, I want to be here. Um, if I didn't want to be here, I wouldn't have signed a, an eight-year deal. So um, I, like the, I love the guys in the city. You know, there's obviously going to be changes both on and off the ice. And, and you know, that's, that's just the, the facts of it. And, um, you know, but I'm here to be the, be the part of the solution. And um, yeah, that's that. For the record, uh, just, and I know I've mentioned this at least 233 times in the last four seasons. Just a reminder, Connor McDavid went to Erie. Lots of OHL-drafted players or players that were going into the OHL draft when Erie had high picks said no to going to Erie. Uh, Erie, Pennsylvania is not exactly like going in and playing in London, if you know what I'm saying. So, um and I also might happen to know what certain people might think of how the Lindros family handled the, the whole situation with Eric in Quebec City. Even though, as history has proved out, Marcelo Boo is not exactly the most morally conscientious person, the former owner of the Quebec Nordiques. Unless you're a liberal sympathizer. Uh, you can text us at 630-630, tweet us at Oilers Now, email us oilersnow at 630chat.com. McDavid added some additional thoughts on the importance of the Oilers to get more scoring depth. We have a lot of high-end skill. Um, you know, we, we have some we have some really good depth players as well. Um, you know, guys that that fill roles and whatnot. Um, you know, so if you if you look around the league, it's 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 a lot of uh, you know it's not your top-end guys. I mean, every team has guys that score 30 and 40 goals. Um, you know, but it's the it's the you know kind of the, the middle of the pack where. And guys have 15, 12, 10 goals, you know, type of stuff. Um, you know, and, and that is not at all what I'm saying. I'm, you know, I'm not putting that on other people. I'm just saying that's the fact. If you want to be successful in this league, your your whole lineup has to be dangerous. And the Edmonton Oilers moved out a couple bodies that would have uh, given them better support and depth in the top nine by trading away Ryan Strom, who led NHL players that were traded this season with goals of their new team. He scored 18 as a member of the New York Rangers, Drake Kajula. 
Uh, hard to believe there's some people that thought Drake could do the lock jam. I mean, he came back from a concussion and squared up with Dustin Bufflin. That's not a soft player. Um, sometimes guys misread situations, and we'll discuss that a little bit later on when we get to some Bob Nicholson comments. All right, so that's Connor McDavid. Leon Dreisettle had this to say on missing the playoffs again. You know, you, you go into a season, every season, trying to make the playoffs, trying to win the Stanley Cup. That's that's why you play. That's why you go into, into a hockey season. Um, and then, you know, if you if you kind of get that taken away from you due to our our play, it's no one's no one's fault but but ours. Um, you know, that's it's frustrating and um, yeah, it sucks. But we have to we have to figure this out, and then we have to we have to be better as players, and um, we're the ones out there. So um, you know, we'll come back next year, and um, you know, same mindset, um, make the playoffs, try and win the Stanley Cup. And- and Drysaddle says he'd gladly trade his goals for some playoff hockey. It's a team sport. I mean, if I score 20 goals this year and we make the playoffs, I don't care. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy. I'm happier than I am right now. Um, but, you know, that's not the case. And like I said, um, you know, we have to figure a few things out, um, especially us players as well. Um, so we're going to come back next year. And, and uh, like I said, same mindset, um, you know, try and win the Stanley Cup. All right, clearly, uh, just so everybody understands out there, not all on the players. 1221, we're going to... With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Take a one-minute break. We'll get to some comments from Bob Nicholson and Keith Gretzky. They did their availability today. This is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 12.28 in Edmonton. All right, so today the Oilers had a... Uh, Immediate availability with Bob Nicholson and Keith Kretzky. So we'll start. Most of the questions were directed Bob Nicholson's way, the vice chair of the Oilers Entertainment Group. He started by saying that uh, Peter Shirelli had full autonomy and so will the new GM. To be very clear, Peter Shirelli had full say from the day that he got here. And that's not going to change with the new general manager. All right. Uh, he then added that everyone in the organization is frustrated with the season that was. Frustration uh, starts right at Daryl Cates, uh, to myself. Uh, you know, Connor's comment uh, it goes right through the organization. Uh, everyone's frustrated and everyone's disappointed. Uh, and now we're turning the new page over. I had great uh, discussions with all the players. I think that uh, everything from all the players to all the staff uh, through the last uh, 
day and a half. We have good information. We have really good parts in this organization, on the ice and off the ice, uh, that we just have to build on and we have to uh, get some better pieces in both of those areas. Uh, fans are frustrated. It's our job to get it right, uh, and that's what we're going to try to do in the next uh, month ahead. Nicholson then shed some light on areas of the organization that he'd like to improve upon. If I'm looking at a general manager, we really want to make sure we have full uh, communication and within the whole hockey operations. We want to make sure we have talent identification in all areas of that. And the one other areas is we have to look at analytics and sports science. Uh, to bring into the organization as we go forward. There's a new way of doing business today. I'm not sure the orders have been 100% up to date on that front regarding the sports science. Uh, on the analytics side, I think we've already discussed the fact that they've significantly cut back since 2015 when other organizations have gone the other way. Full communication leads you to believe maybe there wasn't full communication for a large stint of the last four years. On to Keith Gretzky. Uh, speaking of the last three years, because he came in August 2016, that would be after the Oilers traded for Griffin Reinhardt and after the Oilers traded away Taylor Hall. Keith Gretzky uh, was asked, is there an advantage to you being around and having a pulse on the team for the last three years? You know, everybody has their assets of, that, uh, you know, may come the guy. Um, with me, it's I have the knowledge of being around for three years. I know what's in our system. I know what we have coming up. Um, and I think being around for two and a half months every day and watching practice and the games, you have a better handle of, you know, players themselves as not just the hockey player, but off the ice. I think it's very important to have a rapport with them. I think I've done that. Um, and of course, I have a plan. You have to be ready. And, and you know, I, I'm confident of what we need and to improve this club. But you're not going to get it today, so sorry. All right, that's Keith Gretzky. He wasn't fully revealing his uh, cards. The final clip we're going to play, Jason uh, Gregor asked a very pointed question talked and strongly suggested uh, that the amateur side of the organization had had improvement and the pro side um, had been a failure and specified uh, the midseason trades that Peter Shrelly, the former general manager, made. And here was Keith Gretzky's response. A little bit has to do with we were trying to fix on the go with uh, the injuries and um, especially on defense we were really short-handed and you know we overpaid and and the players didn't pan out and of course it looks bad and, and again that's where we have to use all our tools of analytics and, and all our scouts and depend on each other to make smart decisions we he said we okay said we we all know that he was mostly amateur scouting in his time here in Edmonton but he said we he could have easily said you know what I didn't have a lot to do yeah sure we discussed certain things he didn't do that he said we interesting little point there there might be some other more self-serving individuals and God knows I've come across them in the hockey business over the last several years that would say you know what I basically was out amateur scouting the entire fall. Yes, there was conversations. I said I gave my input on a trade, but he said we in terms of the organization. And this, this is, you know, here's how trades didn't happen or here's why trades didn't work out. It was an, I thought there, that was an interesting response. Uh, 
you wanted to jump in here, Brendan. Yeah, there was one part we haven't aired this, Bob, but uh, Nicholson referenced something about optics versus reality, and I'm wondering if you could shed some light on oh, that. Oh, man, it's funny. It's funny you bring that up. Like, there, I'll, give you a, I'll give you two examples. Uh, so the Griffin-Reinhardt trade, okay? A lot of people think, well, Bob Green must have been in there pushing for that trade. And um, I can tell you right now that I believe that Peter Shirelli wanted to make an impact at the draft. And if you recall correctly, Bob Green stated after the Reinhardt trade was made that he hadn't seen him play that year in minor pro. Um, so the perception is, the, you know, that the people connected with the Edmonton Oil Kings pushed for Reinhardt. And that might have been partially true, but I think Shirelli has some culpability. And I also know Shirelli saw Reinhardt play in the Memorial Cup in 2014 with Edmonton. What Now, conversely, a lot of people have said, well, geez, you saw the Tyler Sagan behind the B segment, like, you know... The Taylor Hall trade's got to be all on Pete Shirelli because look at how he handled Sagan. I don't buy that for a second. I believe that there were some other individuals in the organization, one who's no longer in the organization but currently working in the WHL, that was not a fan of Taylor Hall. And I believe that the water had been sewered a bit when the new regime of McClellan and Shirelli, or Shirelli and McClellan, came in. So that one I'm not going to pin. So there's perception versus real, but that's my own interpretation. Believe what you want to believe. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back from NHL Hockey and Rogers, our regular Monday contributor, John Shannon. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.